here we are. Uh, this is this is uh, a kickoff of our podcast that we've been talking about doing for countless, countless, I don't know, almost years at this point, right? Yeah. It's about time. All the places that we've been and, uh, you know, a lot of current events. Uh, we're in Vegas and you know, we talk about the, you made it back, you migrated back to Vegas. I know some years ago you were here and, uh, you know, you weren't always in Las Vegas. Nope. Went back to, God, moved to Hong Kong and then back to Wisconsin and now I'm back to back to Vegas. Yeah, it's uh, you know, you were t- in Tampa when we first started, you know, hanging out or whatever. That was from I was in Tampa from '99 to '08, and then I went to uh, Atlanta for a bit, and then I ended up going overseas to live in Hong Kong. Yeah, so you came out for the first uh, Olympia. It was my first defense. Yep, 2007. Yeah, so I mean, we kind of been. Uh, you know, working together for that long. And, and I hate saying working together because, you know, we did, you know, you've worked in the industry, but, you know, we kind of, you just came out kind of as a, like a friendship thing. And then, of course, you were a supporter of bodybuilding. I know you booked a couple gigs for me, I think. Uh, at, opening at, a Southern Muscle. Yeah, Southern Muscle. I actually designed the logo for that, too, on my laptop. In my really? Room. Yeah. They, it's still the same logo to this day. Yeah, that's crazy. That was in the Tampa area, right? Where yeah, was Brandon, that? Jared, okay. Jared owned that. Yeah, so uh, that was, you know, one of the first, I think that was probably the first appearance that you handled for me. You yep. kept telling me about it. You uh, were in Florida for GNC convention. Okay. And I remember you saying, hey, I'm coming to Florida for GNC convention. I said, hey, man, I, my boy's opening a store. Why don't you do an appearance? Yeah. I remember how much money you got for it, too, I should say here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much money did I get? 3000 Did I really? Yeah. You did, you're like, I'll do it as a favor for 3000 Okay, yeah. I mean, back then, I mean, think, you know, I'd, oh, I, I was Mr. Olympia. I was getting five, six grand in appearance. Yep. But and, you were already in Florida, and it was just drove over, you did it, and yeah. then went right back. Yeah, it's crazy because <clears throat> Max Muscle had me under contract. So <clears throat> back then, you know, I was almost booked every weekend. As you know, Max Muscle was like, they had locations all over the place. So I was like their contracted guy, and I owned a portion of the Max Muscle Venice so they would book me to do these appearances and you know as you win the olympia like i never thought when i won the olympia it would be that much of a jump from when i was already a second place and you know realistically probably the most solidified second place winner ever yeah. at the mr olympia like every year it was like myself and ronnie i mean look at some of these posters even this room it was like a two man show for a lot of time on the advertising so even a lot of guys wouldn't agree with that uh, it was like I was able to jump with appearance. That's the main thing that probably changed the most was the respect factor, but the appearances were just endless. And yeah. it was worldwide, right? So that's what the most surprising jump was for me when you win that title. It meant that much more. Like everybody wanted me that much more, which was crazy to me. Yeah. No, I remember I remember going to just just going to random shows back then. And even if it was a small guest poser, there would be three, 400 people there. And then you'd go to the big show, like the Southern States, or we went up to, what was it? The Atlantic States, I think, is when yeah, I was Steve up there Weinberg with you. Show. I was in town that weekend because I had a meeting with Universal, and you were there. Yeah. And that was that famous picture where you jumped on Ronnie's back. Yeah. I was at that show. Yeah, he they would bring him and I to guest pose. That was like our last posing yeah. of the season together on the circuit. And uh, then we would prep down for the Olympia. 
And, but there were, uh, it was it was it was a madhouse. There'd be every seat would be taken. There'd be people standing all around. And it's sides. crazy because there was only bodybuilding, right? That's it. Yeah, Body. I think women's existed. Some of the women's divisions, whether fitness. it was figure fitness, yeah, but we didn't have bikini or uh, no figure came in with classic. I think okay, and then bikini came way down the road. There was it was, it was primarily just bodybuilding. There wasn't. Yeah. There was yeah. So it's, it's just, it's crazy, the transition, but you know, I want to, we're going to talk about that um, in the future, I'm sure. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the current events and, and, you know, we, I just did a a video about, uh, you know, gyms in Las Vegas, everyone's kind of migrating here. And Mm -hmm. I was just talking to J-Mac when we first started uh, in saying, you know, Vegas, he said the same thing you said. We had this conversation. Vegas used to be a secret. Yeah, it was. And now, since California and all these places are driving people to uh, a little more lenient states, and lenient, I mean restricted and tax yeah. and Taxes, living, yeah. cost of living. Uh, I know I came here in '02 uh, on, you know, on a whim, and I went back to my accountant, who was kind of my financial advisor at that time, and I said, "Hey, what do you think about going from California to?" To Vegas, and I think you know we were starting to. I was established enough where I moved to California from Massachusetts for the magazines because it was important to be. I remember Joe Weider moved me there. You know he yeah. did what he did with Schwarzenegger, so he moved me to California. He said we want to shoot you year, year year round, so stay in better shape, and we can use it for the books. And that's why I migrated there in '99 to California. But by the time we got to 2002. I was I was popular enough where I just wasn't getting uh you know I it didn't matter where I went of course so it allowed me to have that ability to uh to pretty much you and know the Olympia go. was just then starting to you know be here permanently wasn't it it was uh it came Mandalay Bay in, was the yeah first it came year. in 99 99 yeah. so it was already here uh, I know, you know, there were a couple of people that transitioned here and, you know, I, I was like, Hey, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. I was really starting to do well financially. And as you know, I came for real estate, and whatever else, but now, you know, we seeing all these gyms popping up and it's not just a big change anymore. We had gold's gym here, uh, LVAC, Las Vegas athletic clubs are very popular here. They're all around the Valley, but now you're seeing, you know, powerhouse fit club, kilo club dragon's lair it's all happening now and everyone's coming to there's Las a Vegas. there's a lot of gyms too just when you you could just be driving down a random street and you'll notice a gym like right around the corner for me is at yaks, yaks fitness yeah. most people don't know about it but it's a really nice gym it's or, a hidden gym right yeah. and you go further north you know three four miles and there's rebel we did a photo shoot there with angelica after she won the olympia so on the same road on durango from Yaks, there's an EOS, there's a Planet Fitness, and then there's the Rebel, and this is only like a, a maybe a three mile, a three mile, you know. Road. Yeah, you know, it's in, in when I came here, it was like 24 hour gyms were, it was like heaven yeah. to me as a bodybuilder because I remember training in California. I mean, my gym that I was training out of, which was like a Crunch Fitness, uh, which was owned by Bally's. It was in the Kaleidoscope Plaza. It was off the five freeway. So people in California know where I'm talking about. It would close at four o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. So I literally, and I was a twice a day trainer. So I literally had to train at seven o'clock and two o'clock. That was my time frame where I would train. So I train at like seven, seven thirty. 
my first session and then I'd have a break. I'd eat a couple meals and then I'd go back and train again at two. And a lot of times I was closing the gym, you know, at by four o'clock it was closing. So when I came to Vegas, having the ability to train, you know, 24 hours and you remember the videos of me in there when yeah. they were cleaning the gyms and I was in the middle of the night training uh, and I could train at a different gym every day. Like for body parts, there was like all the gold's gyms allowed me to do that. Yeah. And then of course, later in my career, more Las Vegas athletic clubs started popping up. So it gave me the opportunity to visit all those. And to this day now, like we, EOS now bought out gold's gym. So yes, yeah. there's way more EOSs than gold's gym. They have uh, streamlined them a lot, right? Yeah. We don't even really train there as much. I do go to the old Gold's gym, which is close to my house, but I don't travel to all the EOS gyms. Uh, uh, LVACs we go to, but I think now we see more. We're going to like the private, more uh, exclusive type places. So, you know, we go to Fit Club or we go to Dragon's Lair. You know, I've been training at Kilo Club. We have Lift Factory here is here, right? And, you know, your friend, you know, you were the one that sent me over there when I first... Yeah, uh, my friend Drayday, his brother, his brother opened it up, and and that's been a really hot spot. You know, Dane and Rob came, and you know all you know Brandon the Curry was there. The yeah, so like the whole the uh, Kuwait crew came over and trained there, uh, which you know it's just Vegas has turned into the super hot spot now, and uh, you know currently. You know we have a lot of big big names here. There's I think you even mentioned there's, like there's eight Olympia Olympia winners in one city. That's crazy. Didn't you say Danny? Didn't Danny move here? Danny Hester? Yeah. He's yeah, either he's eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Which it's is a lot. There's, I mean, outside of Arnold and Samir kind of being in the LA area, other than that, there's nowhere, there's more than one in the same city. More than but, one. Winner. But what's crazy, bro, is that when I came here, like, I remember saying there'll never be a sports team in Vegas <laughs> because of the, you know, the betting and whatever else. Yep. And then, you know, fast forward, they build an arena for the Golden Knights, right? I wouldn't have thought they would have got hockey first. I would have thought the NBA first. Listen, I came from Boston, right? The yep. Bruins, like, you were a Bruins fan. You were just, it was automatic. So, yeah. um, you know, it was just something, it was a, always a sport that we followed. But, you know, I don't know anyone that, other than where I grew up, like out here, you don't have a lot of people saying, I want to be a professional hockey player because they don't no. play, right? You have to be in a part of the country where they actually Yeah, have it's, and it seems like hockey. a lot of them come from Canada over overseas, Canada, right? The cold Midwest, regions, Northeast. right? Yep. Uh, so it's not like a, a lot of California people end up being professional hockey players. And I might be wrong because I just don't know. There could be some, well. but it's, no, it's mostly. But yeah. we have the Raiders. You know, which is unbelievable. We watched the stadium. It was by my office. We watched it go up in like a heartbeat, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's incredible. I mean, I've been inside and I've seen it and, uh, you know, witnessed the whole the build, building of this. And, uh, you know, here the Raiders are. We haven't got to witness any games yet because of the pandemic. But you think they'll get an NBA team? I think, yeah. I think baseball and uh, basketball are going to come. Someone, I, I, they, I, read an article saying they were going to tear down the Flamingo or, or the uh, Rio, Rio hotel and they were going to put a baseball stadium there. And I think NBA would be last. Wow. Yeah, I, I would have just thought NBA be first. Could you imagine being an athlete where 
if you live here, you have all these incentives for taxes and whatnot, but how tempted would you be to go out all the time? Because the best clubs in the world are here. You know, imagine being like where I'm from in Wisconsin. If you played for the Green Bay Packers, you get you make your money, but there's nothing to do. So you don't go spend your money. You can't go to a nightclub and spend $10,000. Mm-hmm. They don't got Louis Vuitton up the street. They don't got all these crazy restaurants. They just have that. So you, whatever money you make, you just you have nowhere to spend it. Could you imagine being here with a massive contract? You could like blow your whole paycheck in one night at a nightclub. You know, people do that. I think that's been the fear. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's been the fear. Or, or gambling, like shaving points or something. Yeah, so I'm sure the guys coming down from Oakland are like, wow, this is amazing, right? I yeah. mean, uh, and then, of course, all these players, you know, hockey players that, that have been here, and, of course, they've had phenomenal seasons, like two major seasons that yeah. were, they were, like, in the finals, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. But, you know, currently uh, we just witnessed uh, the NBA finals. Yeah. I think you told me. I actually thought the Suns were going to pull it off, and you actually were you the one that told me. Yeah, I said Milwaukee was going to win it this year. And I mean, you're you're a Wisconsin guy. I just and- you know, they were coming out of the East, and the only other teams that were the only other team that would have probably beat them if they were healthy was the Nets. And seeing that they were having health issues, I just felt they were going to come out. And as soon as it was them and the Suns, I just thought there's no way, you know. I mean, coming out of the gate, dude, the Suns won the first two. Like they did. they did, but it just, I was shocked. They, I thought they'd get one and one because Milwaukee's just a more, they got more veterans on the team to where if you go over to Phoenix, they got Chris Paul and then a bunch of young guys yeah. for the most part. So I thought it would play out, but I didn't think they would, you know, lose two and then come, you know, have four games in a row, but they were all close. Yeah, but the East is not always the favored team in the play in the finals. No, it the last like decade, the West has been a lot stronger. But you know what what would have happened if the the Clippers had health? What would have happened if the Lakers had health? Would mm-hmm. the Suns even have got there? Or if the Nets were there, would the would Milwaukee have gotten there? But I was I was happy for for Giannis. Um you can just tell he's just a, a good guy and he came over from Greece to the United States and he stayed in Milwaukee. He could have went to any any team would have taken him. They would have did whatever they could to get him. And he said, this is the team that brought me here, and I'm going to win here, and I'm not going anywhere. And you're going to build around me. I'm not leaving. I mean, he signed a quarter-billion-dollar contract. I don't know if that might have had something to do with it. And but, he's a kid, yeah, which is crazy. He was, eight, he was 18 when he came yeah. here, and he's still only 26, and he's already got two MVPs, MVP for the finals. Now he's got a championship at, at 26. Jordan... And or neither Jordan nor LeBron had had those type of accolades at 26. Jordan didn't even have a championship yet. You know, he didn't get it till later. You know, LeBron hadn't got one either. He got to the finals, but he didn't. He got beat. So Giannis has more accolades than they do at this point, which is pretty cool. You know, just but he, he's just a humble guy too. So it's good seeing someone that. Yeah, he's going to be a star. Like, I mean, can you imagine? He could end up being one of the top five best ever. I mean, he's 26, and he's he's only going to get better. And yeah, but that represents you know, that represents Milwaukee. Like, yeah, you know, you know, being from Wisconsin, you know, sports there are to me are a lot different than a lot of the, the other states. Like, if you take a Florida for example, Florida's got what three NFL teams. They got ten massive colleges that are biggest programs out there. They got multiple baseball teams. Mm-hmm. They got multiple basketball teams. 
um, you know, magic in the, in the heat. You come to Wisconsin, we have the Packers. That's it. We have one Division One school for football. Which is amazing, by yes, the way. Which are, they're always in the top yeah. 10. And we have the Bucks. That's it. So if you're a fan of the sport, you, mm. you are a fan of all these sports. I mean, even if you saw, like, if, I don't know if did you watch, catch any of the games? I did catch some. When you yeah. watch them, they would show there were 65,000 people outside the arena watching it on a screen. Yeah. When have we ever seen that? You know, and they hadn't won a title in, in 50 yeah, years, yeah. but it just means a lot to the state. Like, just as valuable as the Packers are, you know, the Packers don't have an owner. They're owned by the people. You know, Milwaukee is an owner, which is kind of funny because I think Aaron Rodgers is part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Which is, cause, which is just random. But they, um, the, what was I saying? I forgot what I was going with that. It just, it just, yeah. It's just different having all the people a, there. Having, the- having, the, the, the state supports mm-hmm. its sports that much. And the fact that Giannis stayed there and he didn't leave, he's like almost on, he's on like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers status now. He's, he's, he's yeah, it's kind of funny that because I'm watching like all the, the aftermath of like, okay, where do they rank him? Is this the, like one of the best playoff performances? Yeah, and it is for sure. You know, I grew up in luckily. In the Jordan era, right? And I, I'm a Celtic. I was a Celtics fan growing up. I so you hated my, Jordan. <laughs> no, no. You know, it's kind of funny because the first time I realized who Jordan was, I think I was in the fifth grade, and uh, there's this kid that came in with a pair of Jordan ones. You know, the red and black high tops. And I remember he paid a hundred dollars or whatever it was for those shoes. And I'm thinking at the time, dude, like I had one pair of shoes for the school year. And by the end of those school year, I had duct tape on my shoes because my toes were coming out. <laughs> I used because, to grab a marker and paint my so, <laughs> I'm not lying because I would have like, it was whatever. the vi- I didn't have leather. It was like a vinyl. So my toe would re- literally be coming out because those are like my play shoes too. I was an outdoors kid. You know, I did everything outdoors, rode my bikes and all that stuff. So, you know, when I had uh, the opportunity to see the first Jordan ones, which you know, I have a gazillion pairs now. It's yeah. like my favorite shoe to wear out. I, tr- I love training in it if I'm not an atomic shoe. But, uh, and I remember just marveling at this kid's sneaker because it was just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this guy has a Jordan pair of Jordans on. And, you know, at the time, like, you know, Jordan was starting his rise. And then, of course, you know, I was graduating when they were winning the first title 91. in the early 90s, right? I graduated in 91. And uh, I remember going over my buddy, Matt, you know, Matt, he had a huge poster of Jordan with the flying through the air with, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was I think Air, all of air Jordan. Back then. Well, he yeah. had a huge, I mean, dude, it was the size of like that yeah. wall right there. And he had a huge poster covering his whole wall. And, you know, we got to witness greatness, you know, and, and uh, you know, being a Celtics fan to see that Chicago like was the team. And then uh, again, later, you know, they have won the, you know, all those championships, right? With, with, uh, you know, Rodman and they won three Pittman. in a row. Then the Rockets won two, and then they won three in a row again. Yeah, and then, you know, I got to witness the Lakers. You know, I moved out of Massachusetts in '99, and I watched, you know, Phil Jackson go over and become Lakers coach and. I see Kobe from the get go, and then yep. Shaq came over, and it's they amazing. Two thousand, and you know all those years. So I started bodybuilding in ninety one. So 
we were we use things to drive us and it's funny how the other sports events used to drive me i mean i used to go to ufc fights but basketball became one of my favorite sports to watch because i got to witness such dominant teams Mm -hmm. and i got to witness i i mean you'll argue who's the best you know basketball player ever i think we were just having this discussion as we were starting this but you know, you have more stats because I think you followed basketball even deeper than I did. Uh, I I played through high school, and I probably could have walked on. And cut, that's where the calves come from, jumping. And I, I broke my ankle when I was 18. But I followed basketball as much as the next person. It was, I used to, I remember, I remember when Jordan would play, I actually went and got the paper with the little squares on it, and I would write points assists, really rebounds, because they didn't they didn't have stats like that like they do now you can turn it on and see what people's stats are immediately and i would sit there and watch the game dennis Rodman got a rebound and i put a mark there and i would i would be like my own little statistician in my living room watching these games because i wanted but to know were you a north points. carolina fan when he played there or were you um i i wasn't really a a, a college i was i i was I would watch the top games, but the college didn't really like Jordan. It, the college didn't get really big. I think until after Jordan started coming out because Jordan went in the NBA and then pe- basketball got bigger because of him in the NBA. Yeah. And because of that, the college got bigger, you know? So like I, I watched Allen Iverson play through, through college. It was funny. I was going through uh, my safe and I still have an Allen Iverson autographed from Georgetown back when he played at Georgetown from a, on a magazine. Yeah. You know, so so I think Jordan, Jordan's, Jordan. Do you think he pioneered that transition? I, I think. Would you give him that credit? Because we talk about the goat. Yeah. You know, and you're going to argue. You know, and because as we progress in time, you know, maybe 20 years yeah. ago, would you have Jordan's the best? Would you say? I he was I, the I best? think I think when you look at the NBA, Magic and Larry Bird kind of pushed it to this transition. And Jordan came through after they helped get it to that next level because they had the the Converse deals and the commercials and it was Lakers versus Celtics and it was and it, there were fierce fierce battles mm-hmm. that got it more on TV and then Jordan slid in. Now you got to remember Jordan used to get his ass kicked yeah. by them, and Jordan had the ability. He just didn't have the team around him. So I think Jordan helped get it more popularity especially worldwide like the, mm-hmm. the 92 dream team that's what helped break basketball worldwide you'll see a lot of these these guys that play now that are from overseas they'd say hey what was your first memory of basketball and they'll all, almost always the 92 dream team because that exposed the nba at a worldwide level mm-hmm. because nba players weren't allowed to play before then so i think jordan helped make it as popular as it can be I mean, he's he's definitely the catalyst. I mean, no matter what people say about who's the best player, he's the most recognized for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, course, the, yeah. the the jump man is is I don't think anyone will ever come along that's going to surpass that. You know, just just having Jordans is is it has a different level. I mean, he hasn't played in what 20, 20 years. Well, I mean, you you kind of I mean, Jordan's its own stand along, even though it was a Nike brand, right? And yeah. uh, you know, we talk about. Uh, Jordan type yeah. uh, deals or Jordan type uh, persona. Yeah. And I think everyone, we talk about each sport and they say, you know, he has a Jordan like yeah. 
killer instinct yeah. or yeah, so the Jordan. Yeah. It's amazing that you know, I know in bodybuilding, like I've heard the comparisons of like, you know, he's on like the Jordan level, whether it's Ronnie Coleman or me or who or Phil Heath or whoever, right? Um, you know, obviously Haney was kind of like before Jordan was like known like that you know what yeah. i mean he retired in 91 and yeah, jordan's 91. like was really coming into his own and now he's even more recognized it shows after retirement how people can transition and become like that iconic status which is yeah. it's amazing to me because that's what i strive for is like now social media has really exploded me past what the books could ever do for me right worldwide recognition you traveled the world with me i mean we go places and people don't understand when we go to international events like it's rock star status like some of these places like security is definitely needed yeah because remember bodybuilding like they don't look at basketball and football it's like soccer yeah you know what at bodybuilding bodybuild uh, like cricket you go to it is. like take hottie you could take look into ron and he's there he's he he need he probably needs security to walk around Ra- like rami that. right rami's the same way i mean you saw when he won the olympia yeah. it was unbelievable when he went back yeah. to egypt and like i mean gosh when he left the united states i think the airlines had some oh, they, they had some yeah they had something on the airline they gave an announcement that he was because he was on air egypt out of new york back to cairo yeah so so I got to witness that, and that gave me a lot of, like, I started bodybuilding in 91, and, you know, the Jordan rise up, like, gave me a lot of motivation, and it made me realize, like, someone's impact as a person, mm-hmm. because I, I was a, a sports fan. I mean, like I said, I, I don't I don't say I'm, I'm more than the other person, but I got to witness the Bulls, and then, I mean, I became a Lakers fan, which is, like, a, like a no-no coming from Boston, right? Of course not. (laughs) But you have no choice. You know, I'm living in Orange County. I used to sit down and watch the games every single game I watched. And people would drive around L.A. with their Lakers flags. And I had to become indirectly because, you know, I like Shaquille O'Neal. I love what he's done after the fact. And, you know, there's never really I think he makes more money now than when he played. For sure. But he really set, like, there was no one ever like Shaq, right? I mean, you just, you could, how could you, how could you guard this guy, right? He was like the biggest dude. Shaq, I was listening to something yesterday, and Shaq said he's no longer Superman. He said, now Giannis is. He said he's unstoppable. He's the new Superman. I'm retiring it. That's crazy. That's crazy coming from him because Shaq's just Shaq. But, you know, he was in Orlando, and then, of course, you know, the Lakers made such a big deal, and then of Kobe was just, like, came into his own, became legendary. And, you know, there's always that comparison going back to, like, Magic Johnson and, you know, the former teams. You know, it's kind of weird because I, I always paid attention to, like, Celtics formers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the being in L.A., used to see, I mean, I used to see Magic and Ron Harper at the gym at Gold's Venice. That's how crazy you know, those kind guys of funny. Think about up. this. Kobe was drafted by Charlotte, and they traded him. Imagine if he would have stayed there, and about seven or eight years later, Jordan owned. Yeah. So just imagine, I mean, where could that trajectory have went? Yeah. If he would have been there and Jordan was the owner. I just kept, That just went through my head right now because you said, yeah, something, I'm thinking, wait a minute, Jordan, like he could have been, he could have been playing for charlotte this whole time well they always did the comparison between jordan and kobe it seemed like that was probably they're similar positions yeah Yeah. and uh 
you know, and Kobe went on to have, you know, the shoe deals and you know, just like all the, you know, a lot of these top guys, you know, get, I was, I bought Ivers. I had the Iverson shoes. I had the Pippins. But did you ever have the Patrick Ewings? I don't think so. With the basketball you pumped on the front. Oh, really? And it, and did you have those? Came, it came with a little basketball that was like a keychain that would hang off the side. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool though. I had the, yep. No, Shaq's pumped from the front. Okay. Yeah. Remember they had the air. And it would fill I didn't buy the, the Shaq. I didn't the buy the Shaq shoe, but I bought... Iverson's Pippins were my favorite. He had these like th- like three quarter mids or whatever. Those are my favorite shoes. Ever. I'm noticing. A I lot still of have the, some. I'm noticing closet. a lot of the NBA shoes are low tops now. A lot of the guys play. Mm. I always. I never liked high tops. I've always. I felt it restricted me. I always wanted low tops, and now they didn't have those when I was younger. But they have. It seems like everyone has low tops now. I mean, I've always been. You didn't know I train in a low top. I mean, I always say the Jordan ones, but I usually wear those kind of loose, but. Um, you know, with, with the whole branding and, and becoming, you know, great, you know, we all strive to be great and like the bodybuilding, you know, has given me way more than I ever expected coming from where I live. But, you know, it's kind of funny how, you know, we talk about these current events and the finals Mm -hmm. and how I paid close attention and it, it always gave me motivation to see the newest superstars rise and people like when they doubt those people, you know, they always kind of come through on the clutch moments. Right. I mean, that's what really, you know, you talk about killer instinct with, with uh, Jordan and then, uh, you know, Kobe was known for that killer instinct and, you know, LeBron to a, to a certain extent. Right. I mean, LeBron's been really, they'll always, they'll always say he doesn't have the killer instinct, but, he does. He just, it's not out there. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to rip your heart out and throw it in your face. He just rips your heart out and smiles at you. You know, what's kind of funny though, is like LeBron is, he, I think he, I don't want to say is victimized, but I want to say that he's in a different era of all this because social media, like every year has grown tremendously. Right. And media has grown tremendously. And, and, you know, it's just like with bodybuilding, like now you've seen it transition from the books and where even more like everything we do is like instant, right? I mean, LeBron can be driving down the freeway and someone can film it and, you know, he's automatically out there on social media. Uh, we've seen that video of him driving yeah. with a mask in his 918 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Porsche, which yeah. is a million dollar car. And people are like, holy crap, that's LeBron James, you know, and... uh you know, you're under a microscope. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, I was always along my career watching how that was done. And, uh, you know, I always tried to be always solid in 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 and out of the limelight, right? Um, and try to represent. But it was a lot of that that taught me that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of being around, you know, influential people that, really gave me the confidence because in the beginning I wasn't a confident person. I mean, I, I honestly, like if you asked me if I ever planned on being who I became, I I didn't really do that. But I, what I look upon as all these people is like, you know, they're just good at what they do and you just go out and you perform. And I don't think Kobe ever planned on being like, leave the legacy that he left. And I don't think Jordan probably ever thought that that's what it would be. Cause if you remember Jordan, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't what in college what he became in the NBA. No, it wasn't the first pick. Yeah, it was the first pick of the draft that year. I don't know. You tell me, Sam Bowie. Okay, see, 
Sam Bowie for years. Always say he really, was picked, yeah, he was picked ahead of Jordan. And who, who picked him? You oh, remember God, what team? Who, I don't remember. I mean, the Clippers or something. It wasn't. Was it that was, 84 or 80? 80, 80, 84, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sam Bowie. Jordan was picked third. I think okay. Akeem Olajuwon was picked ahead of Jordan, too, if I remember right. But we, you know, there's so there were so many great, I mean, we, we're talking about NBA just because it's, you know, something that just happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if, as the football season starts and, you know, I, but we didn't talk about the hockey stuff, you know, because yeah. we just. Hockey I, was I very, you know what it is? Hockey was is more quiet this year than, than other years. And I don't know if that's because, I don't know if they had problems crossing the border because there's a lot of teams in Canada. You know, like the in basketball, Toronto mm-hmm. has a team, but they they moved them to Tampa for the season. Yeah, so they didn't have. There was no internet. I don't know if that happened with hockey. It just I didn't really hear anything about hockey this year until the playoffs started, and then I started noticing on social media everyone we know in towns at the at the hockey games, and they're sold out. They're just just well, it, it started. To, the pandemic started to lift, right? Yeah, and then the restrictions slow. And by the end, you know, we were pretty much on full capacity, right? So the question is, like, you know, as as Vegas continues to grow, you know, what's next? But right now we have a crazy gym culture here. Yeah. And, you know, the Olympia's absent this year. It's going to be held in Orlando. Um, you know, I thought at one point, you know, Schwarzenegger even talked about the Arnold possibly coming here at one point. I mean. I, I have no idea. I mean, it, it, I mean, this is the this is the tourist capital of the world. You know, everybody comes in, especially. In- I mean, is there room for another contest in, in Vegas, Vegas? Yes, because it's Vegas. Anything that comes here, Vegas is the selling point mm-hmm. of what's going on here. You know, like if you do, it could be anything. It could be a an art convention. If it's in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, only super enthusiasts are going to go. But if it's in Las Vegas, people that are mediocre fans of it are going to say, ah, shit, it's an excuse to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. So they come, you know, so I, I think I, you could have whatever you want here. I don't think it, you know, just same thing. Look at, look at, you know, someone could say, what about big festivals or what about big concerts and stuff? That's, they're always, they're always going to do well here. Yeah. You know, so it's, could you have two massive shows here? Yeah. You know, but so, how many more gyms can Vegas hold? It, I think you're going to keep seeing more pop up because I think people I realize in, in my me personally, I don't care how I don't care if a gym membership's 10, 20 bucks where it's cheaper and you can go to a bunch of them. I would pay more to have less people in it so you can just get in and get it done and have a smaller, just more close knit environment. And I think you're seeing more people are, are more people are wanting that. They're saying I can go to the big box gym for 20 bucks a month, but for 60 or 70 or 80, I can go to this gym and there's there's only so many people there. So I think a lot more of these would pop up. I think they will. I just not seeing, I mean, in the, I travel a lot, but I'm seeing that the gyms are now downsizing. Even yeah. the big chain gyms, if you look at the EOSs that now have taken, you know, happened here, they've now downsized, which yeah. was formerly Gold's Gym, and they're opening all over the country, but they have turf in there. I mean, yep. you know, that's very important yep. for people now pushing sleds. The training, it's changed so much. I mean, yeah. back in our era, like, we didn't, no one worked glutes. There were no, no. glute machines. Now no you're machines seeing that. More functional training is definitely happening now. And I think that there's a lot of cross between athletics, 
like actually athletes mm-hmm. and bodybuilding training. If you're looking at some of these exercises, like I watch these guys do these chest presses now with the dumbbell yeah. here. Like we didn't do that stuff, right? I've done it. It works. I've tried it. And it's just, uh, you know, using bands, right? We didn't They're use almost bands. everything. I mean, to me, it's like if I had to take, put a band on, on my machine and take the time to do that, I didn't want to do that. I even so. notice that now people put bands on every machine. I don't care if it's back, legs, whatever. There's, they got some type of band on there. Another thing, too, you're noticing the dumbbells don't go as heavy as they used to. Most gyms used to have really heavy yeah. dumbbells. Now, a lot of them only go up to 100 pounds. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's an insurance thing. It could be. <laughs> but also, I mean, they're expensive as hell, too. Yeah, and how are, many people yeah. really go above 100 pounds? Yeah, it's funny. When I built my home gym in 96, I built a home gym in Massachusetts, and I remember I bought up to 180s, you know? And people used to come in the gym and be like, man, who uses... I mean, it was only me and a couple people training there, but I used to row with them, and I didn't press them. I never went... I pressed 160s. I did shoulder presses with 160s, but... Uh, they were long because those were the ten pound yeah. plates. So those things were like you had to you had to twist it on in the end. Well, no, it was just oh. yeah, but I mean they were they were tight. They were they were weren't used that often, so they yeah. weren't ever loosened up. But bro, they were so long. <laughs> so when you pressed them, like you're you were pressing way out, yeah. right? Yeah. And now they've smartened up and they've done the, you know, either solid the urethane or they had the twelve pound plates, right? So yeah. it made them a lot smaller, uh, you know, to handle, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just funny how much is transition, but it's, it's going to be crazy to see how much Vegas grows and, you know, the sports teams pop up. I, aren't, I, they, I, aren't they building a couple more uh, lifetimes here too? They're building another lifetime near and they already got near two, Ikea. right? Yes. And those are like massive compounds. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Just crossed through my head And right they're now. having a living with it, living like yeah. uh, corporate living, which is kind of cool. So if you rent a place there, you actually... You get a membership there. for free. Yeah, I remember. I looked it's, it up it's, online. It's pretty expensive. You know, it's yeah. hundred and fifty dollars a month or something like yeah. that. But I just thought about that because the lifetimes have the pools and the, all the other. But what stuff. it amazes me is like, uh, you know, EOS advertises ten or twenty dollars a month, where you know, Dragon's Layers, you know, over hundred Fit Clubs, the hundred plus, you know, Kilo Club is. So it's like people are willing to start paying, like yeah. you said, that premium to have that exclusive feel. And I think that's what we all Let's think. Of, think for. of how many times we've gone to a, a busy box gym and, and you go, hey, I want to use this machine. You look and someone's on it. Yeah. And then you look, well, all right, let me start with this. Someone's on it. Someone's on it. And you're like, you know, man, like it's an extra 50 bucks a month, but I can get in, get done what I need to get done. And people leave you alone and then you can leave. Yeah. It's worth the, it's worth the premium. So I think you're going to see more and more, more people joining those gyms. But if more of those gyms pop up, I think they're they're all gonna they're all gonna fill out eventually. Yeah, so it's like it's funny because every day people hit me up. Hey, where should I train when I come to Vegas? And I'm like, okay, let me pull out the Rolodex. And it's hard to send them to every gym. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like you guys out there that are that are listening or, or watching, um, man, there's just a lot of options at this point. And I know there's gyms we're not even thinking. You know, on the way to when when I go train, I, I drive by Iron Addicts. That's right. I drive by it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And I've never even been there. But I drive every time. I'm like, damn, I should just pop in there one day. Just check it out. Yeah, I really should do a YouTube video and tour like every facility and see what uh, like try to do like a whole tour. And there was a there was a there was a powerlifting gym I went to near the airport. Strong something. Yeah, I don't know. There's Sin City something now. I think it used to be Brandon Allen's gym. So 
there's a lot of different gyms out there a lot of options so you guys that come to vegas make sure you check it out and uh you know i can't wait to uh you know to share you know obviously the experience um you know living in vegas and really you know getting people to to come out here and be able to see the culture because the f- culture has definitely changed man and i'm i'm happy you made it back because i think this is kind of where the roots yeah. is now yeah. um, where i think you know people talk about la used to be the ne- necessary place to yeah. go it seems like now every week someone's coming out hey i want to do youtube video i want to do a collaboration i'm coming to vegas i don't think anyone's going to la right now or new york it's just, you or know, Texas in, in all honesty, it's, it's just, it's really expensive in those places. Yeah. And it's hard to, if you're, if you, if you're a pro bodybuilder and you have a certain income where this is how much you make, yeah. you might not be able to afford to live and train in Gold's Venice. Yeah. You might not, you might come to a Vegas or uh, somewhere that has low taxes and, mm-hmm. you know, low cost of living. So you can, you know, you can live a better life. And it's, I mean, when I first started coming here, the first time I came here is in 01 and I remembered thinking all I knew of Vegas was that strip because that's primarily where I was. And you think that's all it is. I remember, you know, I came out there. I remember I went with Craig Titus to the Polo Club. There was a freaking. I don't even know if it exists now. I don't even think it does. The Polo Towers are there. Polo Towers, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We ended up doing, there was some party on the rooftop there. And I remember thinking that's all Vegas was. And I'm like, damn, like, why would anyone. How how long have you been in Vegas now? This time? Yeah. Uh, Nine, ten. Have we ago. gone to the strip more than once or twice? We went there for we had dinner, dinner with, with the, the Fit Expo. The Fit Expo yeah. people. That's it. I have no. How crazy is that? I have no. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to go to the strip. It's, 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 it's kind of a J Mac. You hear that? It's, it's a, <laughs> it's honestly, it's a pain in the ass. You know what it he's is? A, he's there every day. So. Yeah. Well, he makes the big money. I don't get paid to go to the strip. <laughs> yeah, so it's just crazy because like we avoid the strip. You know, I'm yeah. 20 minutes from the strip, and I you're probably 10 minutes away. Yeah. But when you live here and yeah. you live in the suburbs, like the outskirts, you're like, man, just the you, the thought of the traffic and the people and, and especially the parking, the and, you, yeah. and then you got to get parking, and I have a truck, and it's not easy to park. And then after you park, you're like. Is someone going to bang my door, you know, because you're crammed in there and then you got to walk through and it's, if it's in the summer, it's like 130 in the parking garage. And then you have to walk through the whole casino and you get someone you're like, I can pay $20. So so I encourage the people that come out, make sure you guys get to migrate outside of the strip once in a while. I know it's, you know, you guys take the Uber in or you take the taxi in, but I, you know, I'm. It's a different world. Yeah, check it out because there's a lot more to see. And how many? How if many, you start going to these gyms, you're going to have to migrate. How away many times anyway. has someone you're like, oh, I live in Vegas, like, oh, I can never do that. It's yeah, too yeah, crazy. Course, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, it's not, man. Because <laughs> think about it. If you, if you go away from the strip in the downtown area, is there how many buildings are over three stories, outside of just the strip in downtown? Yeah. It's just a massive suburb, yeah. And it's and it's it's a lot nicer. It's a grid, think. you know. So everything's like it's easy to yeah. get around. So even if there's traffic, you you can't get lost. It's it it's it's a grid. It's, but it's the same thing. People say, "Oh, I love Toronto," but a lot of people don't live in this downtown area, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's certain. Bo- oh, I love Boston. I always say I'm from Boston. I was 50 miles west of Boston. I live in cow country. So for me, I used to drive to go to dinner in Boston. Like it would take me an hour. Yeah. 45 minutes. It's kind of funny. I go back now and I don't think it's that far. Like it's, no. it's 45 minutes, but it's a straight shot. A straight and I'm shot. like, damn, it takes me 30 minutes to go to the airport from my house right now. Just think of it right now. Just imagine if, if we left here right now and you said, we're going to go eat at the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. It will take an hour and a half 
to go from here, drive, depending on the time, yeah. get through traffic, park, get through the casino, get to the place, and eat. Now, yeah. I think it would take 35, 40 minutes. You think so? Yeah, bro, it's, it's late Sometimes right it takes now. me 35, yeah. 40 minutes just to, just to get to the casino. And then you got to get through. And it, well, if you remember when we went last time, we ate at Bellagio, and there was no parking because of COVID. Yeah, and I so we paid the guy. The guy <laughs> I we had tipped the guy to say hey, and he was like, "Oh, Jay Cutler," and he parked our cars over yeah. in the in this parking structure you're not supposed to park in. Yeah, and uh, that was our hookup, right? But but if we wouldn't have had that hookup, it would have been go sit yeah. in that line, go park, and wait, and scan your ID so you don't have to pay to park. But even after that, it's still. I think I, but I went and next time we went and ate at Yellowtail, I told you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's $20 to park. And of course, I'm Jay Cutler. So I have to tip at least $10. You know, you can't tip $2 or anything like that because then I'm like the terrible tipper, right? Yeah. So that's the only disadvantage of being who I am. You got to pay that extra tip, you know? And, uh, you know, but hey, man, it's, it's Vegas. You have to So, so when people, hey, I need good sushi. Where am I going on the strip? I'm like, man, there's good sushi. No, we had great sushi. And, and you know what? Yeah. Used to, all that you can eat sushi used to be the place to be avoided. I mean, we found a great place yeah. that we go to that we'll talk about in another episode. But, uh, man, it's uh, there's a lot to do in Vegas. Yeah, man. there's a ton. And, and I think you're, I still think you're going to see more people. I know a lot of people are moving to Florida. Now, I'm actually a native Floridian. You know, even though I yeah, grew up a in fan Wisconsin, of it, I was born and spent half my life in Florida. And all these people moving there, when the first hurricane comes, you're going to see a quarter of those people that move there leave. I know, but <laughs> when is the hurricane? I mean, how often does it happen? It's, I mean, hurricane season six months, but but, but July. But we've to seen a, October. a couple major ones. Yeah, and obviously they'll they'll be they'll be they'll be several at least tropical storms that'll come yeah. through. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully they don't. That's why I came, when I came to Vegas, bro. No natural disasters. No. Like even today, I remember I remember yeah. seeing everyone's like, it's a monsoon outside. Yeah. Actually, I, I I messaged Jay Mack and he's <laughs> like, there's a hurricane or whatever he said outside. It was dude, I thought my house was gonna come down for about three <laughs> oh minutes. God, it wasn't that bad. And my doors, those big doors were yeah. shaking out there, and I was like, damn, there's like swirls, and I'm like, and it lasted three minutes. And yeah. then the sun came out. Yeah. It's it's only rain. What Someone is- said to me, it's monsoon season. I'm like, I've never, I've been here 20 years. I've never heard of monsoon. I remember season. the first time I saw it, like a somewhat of a sandstorm here where you came through and you could just see the wall of like cloud coming yeah, and it was yeah. just sand. Nothing like the Middle East, bro. Oh, you know God. No. Oh, man. I've seen some of the yeah, pictures yeah. of that and that it would scare the hell out of me. But there's no, yeah. but there's no snowstorms here. Yeah, you don't have to worry about hurricanes. You don't have to worry about these it's other just things. It's very hot. Yeah. But you know what, though? You could come here and it could be 120 and people will say, oh, I can't do that heat. But if you go to other parts of the country in yeah. the winter and it's 30 below, yeah. it's either too hot or too cold. So just make so, the best of it wherever you're at. Yeah, man, we're, we're doing it in Vegas. So uh, till the next episode, guys, uh, we'll be talking about a lot more. But, uh, you know, check it out. Yes.